Town Hall Academy, episode 60. I know that it's going to be a bad call that they have to listen to. And sometimes you have to hear yourself when you're not the best version of you. But then I'm excited and proud to share with them calls that they have really just done an amazing job and they converted somebody that you wouldn't expect them to convert. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, aftermarket professionals, to episode 60 of the Town Hall Academy. Recording inbound and outbound customer calls is a tool many shop owners use in their quest to monitor and improve their customer relationships and conversion rate. Listen in as we discuss the pro side of this business stratagem. Listen and learn from shop business coach Rena Rennebaum from the ACT Group, Keith Williamson, president of Williamson's Repair and Tire in Bondurant, Iowa, and service advisor Lauren Giver from Los Gatos Auto Service in Campbell, California. Carm Capriato here thanking Jasper Engines and Transmissions for their support of the Town Hall Academy. From your customer's point of view, a new vehicle may look and smell nice, but in reality, they come with seemingly endless monthly payments, higher license fees, and higher insurance premiums for sure. There's a better solution. Remanufactured components from Jasper means a new lease on life. For your customer's trusted old friend. Hey, remember, today's podcast has a sister video. If you want to see the webinar in action, you can find it at remarkableresults.biz slash A060. You'll find extended bios on my guests and links to their previous episodes. And a great feature of the show notes page is the talking points. Yep, your top bullet points already done for you. We had a special guest join in, and we have an impromptu role play and an analysis that you don't want to miss. Hey, do you have the Remarkable Results Radio Listening app? Find it on your app store or at remarkableresults.biz slash app. On it, you get the episode's synopsis and a picture of my guests. If not my app, please find your favorite podcast listening app and subscribe to the show. Now listen to how to get value from recorded service calls with Rena Rennebaum from the ACT Group, Keith Williamson from Williamson's Repair, and service advisor Lauren Giver from Los Gatos Auto Service. And don't miss our extra panelist, Barry Barrett, who joined us in an impromptu moment. So much positive reasons to be recording service calls. You be the judge once you hear this discussion. Your learning curve never sounded so good. So here we are going to talk about how to get value from recorded service calls. Big topic today. So many people are doing it, and a lot aren't, for reasons that maybe we can talk about and overcome. Rena. I want to go to you first. You know, we don't like hearing ourselves in, in a recording. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and is that one of the toughest parts of, you know, sit down and listen to this call? I don't want to hear myself. How do you overcome that? You know, some people really struggle with that. I know I personally, in the beginning of listening to myself and watching myself back on recordings, I had a really hard time getting used to it. And, you know, I think that people can overcome it as soon as they hear themselves progress. And as soon as they find the value, see the benefits, hear the benefits, it is easy to overcome. It is. It's easy. Even though I keep putting my hand up and said, I, I don't want to be part of that at all. So, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren, uh, I, I have to go to you next because you're the service advisor. You're the person who's actually 
listening to yourself and gaining value from those calls. So um, how was that first time that you had a chance to listen to yourself? It was most definitely awkward, but, you know, I had to set that aside and really take away from it what I could, because when I started listening to the recorded calls, I was brand new to writing service. Um, And so by just, I, I just had to overcome it and better myself in order to do a better job. You're brand new to service. I love that. Where'd you come from? What industry? Um, well, I was doing a lot of administrative work, HR, bookkeeping, payroll. I had been with a restaurant for 10 years um, and I ended up with a repair shop and they had actually been my repair shop for two years and I absolutely loved them and they brought me on as their office manager. So, you know, we should do a, a, an episode on, on how the people from outside the industry have come in and worked our service counters and, and look at um, what the orientation and the integration was like. And where you are today, and and when I think of the recorded phone calls, I think is that as a an incredible step in the process, especially someone coming from the outside. And and you know, Rena, you're a coach, and, and I do believe that you would be uh, Lauren's coach. I yes. am. See, oh, that's cool. See, <laughs> well, interesting how it that all worked cool. out, huh? Yeah, it's Lauren was really fortunate because the shop that she started working at, they immediately got her into coaching. Actually, we started coaching before she even started on the job. And so we worked together for a while before she started answering phones. And she got to listen to other people's calls um, so that she could hear how other people do it. And she could hear other people at her shop so that she could hear exactly how they answer questions. And so Lauren was definitely given a really big gift by having recorded calls from the very beginning, actually even before the beginning. Like it was it was a great experience for her. I love the idea that Lauren had calls to listen to. That had to, you know, really jumpstart her. But Keith, let me go to you now and ask this question about, you know, you want to have a proper way to answer phones in the business. Correct. And this is a great way for you to be sure that that phone image is right. So it really helps you coach your people on the proper technique. It does, yes. Um, I believe if you don't have a a standard script that you're going to use, they're going to make up whatever they want. So you need to make sure that they know what the script is, they have it in front of them, and they, they follow it. How's that, uh, you know, we, we come into work with a little baggage some mornings, some mornings, and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, that phone rings and, you know, you've got to get that smile going in your voice. Do you, you know, do you, all three of you see the value of, well, first of all, I'm the calls are being recorded and so I may get called on the table for this thing. So, hi, Carm speaking, can I help you? Mm-hmm. I mean, does does that accountability piece that hovers over there, is that a big factor, Keith? Yes, it is. And if they know that you're, you're paying attention to it, you mean, it means a lot to you. It means a lot to the customer, you know, that then it means a lot to them. If they don't, mm-hmm. if they don't know that you're watching it, you're looking over it, then it's not going to mean a whole lot. Lauren, tell me this is all a positive thing. Holistically. Cause I know that even, so I know that the re- calls are being recorded as they're coming in, but that thought has never phased me because at the end of the day, it's a tool that's going to help me do my job better. Um, And I always strive to do my best. So I am not afraid of knowing that those calls are recorded. 
There are definitely times where when I am coaching somebody that we're listening to one of their recorded calls that I know that it's going to be a bad call that they have to listen to. And sometimes you have to hear yourself when you're not the best version of you. But then I'm excited and proud to share with them calls that they have really just done an amazing job and they converted somebody that you wouldn't expect them to convert and that they didn't expect to convert. And now they get to celebrate that they were able to convert a difficult customer. I can be better to me is the is the piece that comes out of here um which one uh, keith it may have been you that that uh, that in your talking points and i've got a, only 50 of them here in front of me um where there was a realization that yes techs need you know training but who, who was it that said it hit him in the face an owner hit him in the face that we realized that service advisors need training yeah, service advisors definitely need training just as much or if not more than the techs do. I mean, mm-hmm. it, that's the that's the face of your business. So it's a big industry today. It is. And service advisors are being trained all over the country in technique and in relationship building, uh, communication skills. Is this the Rena is is this the the overarching umbrella that that, that is that accountability piece to all that training? It's my biggest and best tool. I've been really fortunate that since I've been a coach, calls have been recorded. And when I work with shops that didn't have um, call recording, which every shop I work with now does, but the ones that didn't, we would secret shop them because we needed to hear them. It is the best tool that I have to hold you accountable. It's also, if I listen to your calls, you know, this week, and I go over a lesson with you, and then I listen to your calls and you've now made the improvements, I know that that technique works for you, that I know that my training technique works for you. So it helps me tailor my coaching technique to that person based off of the fact if they got it or not the next week that I listen to their calls. I love that. I love that. It it helps you as a coach know how well you're doing to see Mm -hmm. if there's an improvement there. Lauren, you actually learn how to speak at people's different pacing when you hear yourself again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so true. You got you, you almost have to learn to talk at, you know, with, with what's coming at you. You really do. Because, for example, I have a customer. I know when he calls, he just wants, you know, just that surface level information. Just run through the list. What's wrong with my car? He has a basic level of understanding of, you know, what these components are. So when I, I know when I speak with him, I just need to tell him, okay, we need new brakes. We need new pads and rotors. We're going to need an air filter for you. At some point, we're going to have to look at this oil leak. And with him, it's just to the point. But whereas other customers, you really have to hold their hand through what's going on with the vehicle and get into a little bit more detail because they want to know. Did you ever sit on a recorded call? You're listening to it and you're making notes. I could have, would have, should have done that better. And I should have slowed down here. And I, I should have been more succinct there. And I should have been mm-hmm. more vague there because they didn't really want to know it. I, I was boring them to death. And, mm-hmm. and you're learning from all of that. Yes. Your biggest learning curve in the last two, three months. Big, big takeaway that you, you said, ah, I can do this better. 
Well, for me, it really boils down to just selling the service itself, because I know initially one of my biggest hangups was that I didn't know the technical side. I have zero technical background. And so I was constantly having to go to the technicians and get that understanding. And I know one of my coworkers, I would drive him absolutely nuts because I would ask the same question 10 different times because I wanted to be prepared. So when I made that phone call to the customer, if he had, you know, if he was a level one, I could talk to him at a level one. But if he's no level four or five, I'd have that same information. If your customer has a vehicle they like, they shouldn't have to get rid of it because the engine, transmission, or differential failed. You know, because you and your customer know the vehicle maintenance, there's no reason they can't keep it on the road. Depreciation, license, insurance, interest, add them all up and they'll probably total more than it would cost to install a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions. Personal finances only go so far. Daily living expenses, college for the kids, and as we all hope, retirement. So before your customer rushes out to buy a new or a newer used vehicle because their engine or transmission has failed, contact Jasper and find out how a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions can extend the life of your customer's present vehicle for an amount much less than the higher expenses that come with a vehicle trade. Give their vehicle a new lease on life with Jasper. Keith, do you ever save good calls so that you could go back into a history list and say, hey, come on in here. Let's let's remind ourselves what a good call sounds like. Most definitely. Um, I've saved good calls and I show them to other advisors when I hire. I mean, we mm-hmm. just hired a new assistant. So we share that call with them as well. And that way they can see this is a good call. This is your call. Now, you can be a judge for yourself. How does it sound? Keith, have you ever lost anyone because you recorded calls? I have not, no. Oh, wow. That's good. My whole, everybody that I've had that I've recorded has been open to the concept and, and really wanted to learn. So They sign a document to this that they're going to have their calls recorded? Yeah, it's, it's included in there when I, when I hire them on. Yeah, it's included in all that. Rena, you you said, wow, that's good. Um, you have a other experience? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I, yes. I, I have definitely had to suggest that somebody find a different place of employment based off of their recorded calls. And I want to go back to the saving of recorded calls. I probably have um, and a library of at least a thousand saved calls. And it's good calls, bad calls. I have examples. I have them all labeled. And so if you need to hear like how a really good greeting is or a bad greeting, um, you know, anything like you were talking about, Keith, like having a, a script, I call them a guide. Um, but if I'm going to teach somebody a call guide, one of the best tools that I have is to show them why it works. And so I have tons of example calls where I can say, if you listen to this call, you can hear why the call guide works and why it doesn't work here and why it doesn't work to have a call guide. This is an example call of that. Then I have recorded sales calls of, you know, this is how you, if you want to, um, you know, make a sale, um, I have one where this service advisor does the best job selling um, fluid services that I have ever heard. I save that 
And I have played that for every advisor that has ever worked with me because I'm like, wow, if you can take away from this, if you can buy what this person was selling and now sell it to one of your customers, you're going to be, you know, just such a better salesperson based off of the fact that you're learning from other people. And that's going to allow you to better serve the customer based on that. Absolutely. That's how I learned as a service advisor because when I first, just like Lauren, I started writing service when I was in my early 20s and I did not know anything technical. I didn't know anything about the business. I just knew people. So I sat and listened to all of my coworkers and I took words and phrases from them. And that's what I do for my service advisors as well is let's borrow some words and phrases that we heard from other advisors. Take them, make them your own or just take them directly. But we get so many great key phrases from other advisors and techniques for selling. Do you have a list up on the wall, Keith, of uh, good phrases? Yeah, we do. We have a we have several, not on the wall necessarily, but a, a sheet of paper that has some good good phrases in it. You know, you pick them up from all the different trainers. And did they come from what you want to have established in your business, or just through obviously from trainers and coaches? But have you picked up any new ones from listening to the calls and says, "Wow, this was so great! We got to add that to our our good phrase list." Yeah, we've seen some different variations for sure, and uh, some things that we've. You know, I like to let them be a little open with how they interact with the customer because each customer is going to be a little bit different, but we have to still hit these same points. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 the word robotic just came to my mind. <laughs> and I don't think this whole thing is to be robotic, is it, Lauren? It's, it's really to be you. And, but, but, but to, to understand that on the fly, you still have to accomplish the goal. Exactly. I mean, a big part of it is really developing your own style, finding what words work for you, what words don't, um, and then apply that to your different customer base. Because again, every customer is going to be different. Their communication needs are going to be different. Um, So you just, again, just develop your own style and just kind of apply it differently per person. Overview, everyone, the big umbrella. What's the reason to do this? Is it about converting? It's converting. Absolutely. That's going to be a huge part of it. Um, It's also going to be learning. One thing that we haven't talked about is, you know, we've talked about, you know, great calls and hearing good things, but we also are going to hear calls where there were misunderstandings, where you didn't do so well. And so it's, you're going to learn from those calls as well. So, you know, a, a good example would be a customer comes in and says, oh no, you didn't tell me that the bill was going to be 900. You told me that it was 500. And I would never take a recorded call and play it for a customer unless it was like a really special situation. But I would now go back after that customer leaves, after we've figured out, you know, came, come to a decision between the two of us, I would now go back and listen to that call and I would say, how are we going to learn from this? How are we going to make sure this doesn't happen again? And so we will, you know, if there's a different way or better way of communicating or if we have to change something or that is... So for me, absolutely, number one is conversion and number two is going to be learning. It's so interesting to say that there may have been a dispute on a $900 bill as an example. What's the, what's a big learning curve if the customer heard different than you, Keith? What 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 exactly would, would you do? Well, communication is the biggest key to everything we do, everything that the advisor does. And I found 
typically your comebacks are lack of communication, whether it be on the customer's end, the advisor's end, between the advisor and the technician, whatever the case might be. But I can always find a communication breakdown whenever we've had an issue like that. Do you ever sit down, gang, with, uh, are you the only advisor, Lauren, in the, in the shop? No, I'm not. There's two others. Do you ever sit down and do a team listen? I can't say we've ever done a team listen. Um, I know we've listened to each other's phone calls, but we've never done a team listen before. That's that's an interesting idea. I'm going to implement that, Arm. Thank you. Definitely. <laughs> I'm just full of them today, aren't I? <laughs> These great ideas, they just bubble up. I don't know what to do with them, so I let them out. <laughs> do you see any value in, in a team listen, Rena? Oh, that's a great idea, especially if it's a good call. Um, you know, it really has to be somebody that's comfortable with listening to their calls. And as long as that person is comfortable with it, then I would say absolutely. Um, I have I've done it before in classroom settings where I have played people's calls. So Lauren, didn't I play one of your calls in a classroom once? Yes. You played a number of calls in that class. Though. <laughs> <laughs> as a, as a shop, I think that's a really great idea, but you know, you have to be careful because people can be, it's, it's very vulnerable time to listen to your calls. And so I, I think it just depends on the people, but I do have one shop that likes to train together. Most of my shops I train, everybody gets their own session. Um, but I have one shop that they really enjoy training together and they like giving each other feedback. But that is one out of 30 shops that I work with that does that. Yeah, I, I really see that a team listen could be very tricky. And my advice would be now that I'm thinking deeper about it is that you would pick maybe one good and maybe one not bad, but one marginal call that you as the owner would say, you know, let's learn from both of these. Let's, let's do a high five and let's do a learning moment with each and everybody has a chance to, it's a balanced program because we all don't ever want to be called on the carpet, man. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, for sure, for yeah, sure. I, you know, and it, boss, if you're going to play that really bad call from the other day that I was really, really bad and I know I was, don't do it. And that would be my best advice. Um, the culture in the business would never be that we would ever want to put anyone in, in a bad position and embarrass them in any way. So, so Keith, four years you've been doing this. Yes. Yes. Any great advice to give to someone who has yet to start? Uh, just do it. Um, <laughs> a lot of people, that's the, that's the big one. Um, a lot of people think it's really expensive. It doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can find recorders out there for, $100, $200. I mean, it doesn't have to be a, a huge investment. So just do it. I would recommend getting a recorder that records incoming and outgoing um, because the majority of our sales are outgoing calls. Yes. And so it is just as important to hear sales calls as it is to hear a price shopper call. So I would look for something that does incoming and outgoing, or you can have two recorders. I have a lot of shops that have two recorders, you know, because you have a lot of services that, um, you know, already offer recording, you know, call recording, yep, you know, sure. like that come with marketing, right? Oh like yeah. Yeah. Kukui and, and yep. repair pal. And they have, you know, their tracking numbers that are recorded. Lauren, you have a style. Have you listened to your calls and says, I'm breaking out of my style. I'm becoming somebody new and different than I normally am, my core basic self? Uh, or, and do you let it happen? 
through training I and mean, listening to these phone calls, there is going to be the natural evolution of style. Of course, there are some times when you, you you do break away from that and it's it's hard to step back into your your role. But again, just through listening to these, you're able to realize at what point you need to stop and think, okay, come back into it, get back into your R and just keep pushing forward. Get back into your R. Explain that to me. Yes. Um, get back into your role. So when you're on the phone with a customer, you know, you're, you're in your role, you're the service advisor, you're helping them with their vehicle and making, trying to make them as happy as possible. And sometimes you get a phone call from a customer who may not be so nice, or maybe they've had a bad day and they're taking it out on you. And no one really likes that. But as a service advisor, you can't let that affect you because at the end of the day, your goal is to get that customer in and help them. And so when you get a customer like that, you have to stop and take a step back, separate the emotion from it and step back into your role as a service advisor and think to yourself, I just, I need to help this customer. Have you ever gone back and listened to a phone call from a really tough customer? Mm-hmm. And you, 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 you said, I got to listen to this because I know exactly what happened. I picked up the phone. They said who they were and I could feel something come over me. And when I went back and heard my voice, my voice and everything about me had that damn feel to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does happen. Um, But again, as you're listening to these calls, you're able to identify your, I guess your triggers for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. and know when you need to say, I'm sorry, let me put you on hold for just a moment. Get the customer on hold, take a couple (laughs) of deep breaths, put the smile back on and come back to the call. To me, guys, it would seem like if you know that the calls were recorded, it says, listen, I don't want to go back and listen to this, so I'm going to do it right. Right? Yeah, it's, right. It's, it's almost like, exactly. it's like, it's like, I know when I go back and listen what's going to be, so, you know, almost exactly. almost come back to, uh, to, to to ground zero, if you will, and and not let it affect you. How tough. That is so tough, Keith, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it is. The call recording has really told me that I don't belong on the front counter. I realize that. <laughs> I need to work on my business, not in it. And, and Mm -hmm. my advisor, Catherine, she, she came from the food service world. I mean, she was a restaurant manager. So she had no background, but she does so much better job communicating with the customer than I ever could. That that's one thing you learn really quickly. Do you credit Keith, the, uh, the phone recording and the coaching, um, for her success? Oh, I do for sure. Yes. That's one of the most important ingredients. Not only do you need to get good service advisor training, but in order to then put the bow on it, you got to listen and coach the calls. Yep. And you got to make them feel good about about getting the, the coaching. Thank you, Keith. Serena, when you look at, listen to a bunch of calls for, for a client and 50% of them that come in, they were asking for the status on their car. Does that send a signal <laughs> to you? It just happened. Like last week, I had a customer where I go in and I listen to the calls and the majority of them were, um, I'm checking on the status of my car. And at that point, I know that that week's lesson is going to be how we're going to set better expectations for the customer at the counter. So when the car's dropped off, that we tell the customer, we're going to call you by 10 or 12 or 2 or whatever time so that we'll give you an update. So that's going to hold your service advisor accountable by forcing them to give a time. Um, And then, yes, I know that we need to implement a new procedure or process. So recorded calls aren't just for sales 
techniques or for lead to conversion, it uncovers what is going on in the shop. Like Keith was saying, I will hear if there are comebacks. And so now I'm going to say, hey, why are, why are we having comebacks? And we're going to uncover that. I, I mean, recorded calls are literally, it is my biggest and best tool as a coach. And so if there are people out there that aren't recording yet, like Keith said, just do it. It is, it's sometimes painful, but it is, it can really uncover what is happening in your shop and help you figure, you know, find the processes and policies that you need to implement. The, the message here is just do it, but it may be painful in the beginning. Give some advice to someone who is not doing this, how to start. I think the advice is, is go into it with an open mind. Um, if you're an owner, obviously you want to do this, but you need to go in to have your advisors go into it with an open mind. You need to let them know that, hey, we're not going to fire you just because of this first call. This this is something to get us better. It gets us to the next level. It's going to serve the customer better. And that's what the whole goal is, to serve the customer. That's a good point. You definitely don't want people to walk away from listening to their calls feeling like that they are not capable and that they can't do this job. This job is really hard. Converting, you know, lead to conversion, an average shop is like 30%. So you answer 10 calls and you get three people to come in. Now that's not every shop. Some some shops have a lower and some shops have higher, but average 30%. So you already, I'm not going to say that it's rejection, but you already get a significant number of people that don't make an appointment with you. And so... You really don't want an advisor to feel, again, that they aren't doing a good job. I mean, if they're not, they're not, and they need to hear it sometimes. But ultimately, my goal when they walk away from a training session is feeling inspired and to feel like I can get better. And hey, it isn't all bad. So when we listen to calls, I'm going to point out one or two things that you need to work on and everything else I'm going to point out all of the positives because that's how you're going to grow. Is you're not going to grow if you feel like you're incompetent. You're going to grow if you feel confident and like you are successful. Would you agree, Lauren? Wholeheartedly. I totally agree too. I couldn't agree more, Rena. I love what you just said. You may be closing three out of 10 and you made me think about digital vehicle inspections and the improved ARO that's coming with that by doing a much more complete job. So we would think that having our a much more complete job at the counter is that tandem. The techs are doing this and the service writers need to be doing that. And that is service advisor training and learning uh, what a quality call really, really means. Can we see a good impromptu role play scenario? Oh, that's really cool from my friend Barry Barrett. <laughs> Barry also asked, that's that's interesting. I don't know if you, anybody wants to go through this. It would, maybe would be really a lot of fun. Oh, great. And and maybe Lauren, yeah. since you're the service advisor? Sure, oh, why not? How cool is that? All right, Barry. Um, Barry was wondering uh, the best tool for call recording. Can anyone actually just give us a name of a, of a, of a tool that you've, you're using? Keith? I use a, just an intelligent recorder, I think it's called. Um, it's that's who I just heard about as well. I I don't know if I actually use that um, because I don't go in and retrieve my own calls. I have somebody that does it for me, but um, I have heard of that company as well. 
Excellent. Okay. Um, one other final thing before we go into this role play, Barry. <clears throat> Maybe I should bring Barry on to coach this. Yeah, Barry <laughs> should come on and do it with us. Sure, why not? <laughs> so we're listening to calls, everyone. Have you ever um, walked away with a policy change, Keith? Um, sure, most definitely. Um, there's definitely things that you cannot allow, you know, or, or things that, hey, we need to all be doing this exact same thing. So mm-hmm. both of them items have come up from call recordings for sure. Interesting. Uh, you know, because we're always looking for process improvements everywhere and all the time. Yep. You know, Barry, I, I actually d- don't mind. Let, let me bring in my friend, Barry. What the heck here? <clears throat> Hang on, Barry. How let many me... times have you done this where you have brought a new... <laughs> no, I've never done this. <laughs> I want, hey, hi, I want Barry. Barry to be my price shopper. Listen, you guys are the expert. I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit on the sidelines here. And we're, yeah. All right, Barry, go ahead. And we'll, Lauren will be your service advisor. That's good because I know the other two, and we don't want to we don't want to mess this whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lauren. So you ring ring, right? All right? And I say, what's the name of your shop, Lauren? Los Gatos Auto Service. Los Gatos. Did I say it right? Los Gatos Auto Service. Yeah. In my southern draw. So thank you for calling Los Gatos Auto Service. This is Barry. How may I help you? Hi, my name is Lauren, and I think I need some new brakes. Okay, I can help you with that. May I get your name and number just in case we get disconnected, please? Yeah, my name is Lauren, and my number is 408. Thank you so much. Uh, Lauren, really quick, um, have you been a guest of ours before? I haven't. Okay, well, thank you for calling. Would you mind sharing with me who referred you, please? I actually found you guys on Google. Google? Did you happen to see our reviews? I did. That's why I'm calling. Best in town, right? Absolutely. You know, Lauren, our customers are so good to us. I mean, they really do. We try to do our best and they're so good to us. And we really want to help you get happily involved in in our, in our company. So, you know, if you'll give us a shot, I'd really appreciate it. Let me share. Could you share with me really quick? um, What makes you believe that you need breaks? So they just haven't been feeling quite right. You know, they're making noise sometimes, but not all the time. And the brake pedal feels soft and squishy. Would you be surprised it could be 10 to 15 different things causing those various issues? Yeah, I would. Okay. That's it's really why we need to have an ASC certified tech run a series of tests and procedures so that we can isolate those issues and then properly inform you on how to move forward. Does that make sense? Absolutely. When would be a good day for you, Tuesday or Wednesday? How about Wednesday? Wednesday's great. Morning or afternoon? Afternoon. So we have a 115 and a 212 available. Which one would you rather have? 212 sounds ideal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you in and we'll do all that to you. Sometimes uh, we get into it that late in the day and it goes in the next day. Is there a way if that happens that I could offer you alternate transportation, please? Yeah, I think that would work. Fantastic. We just want to make sure that you're safe and reliable, the most affordable way, and you're not wasting a lot of times in an automotive repair shop, right? Mm-hmm. As, as much as I know you like to hang out in them. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you at two twelve. Do me a favor. If something comes up and you have to change that appointment, please let us know because we really do keep a tight ship around here and we want to make sure that we serve as many people as we can. Would you do that? Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. But I had a question for you, Barry. How sure. long is it going to take for you to take a look and get back to me and let me know what's going on? Well, we never take a look, Lauren. We always do a proper inspection if that's okay. How, okay. Long, how long do you have? Uh, well, I have time. I was just curious. 
Well, what we could do is take you home and that way you can be in the comfort of your home while we do that. And then at the end of the day, we can actually pick you up if need be. Is that fair enough? Absolutely. And what kind of price are we looking at as far as the inspection goes? Well, right now you're not going to, it's not going to cost you anything except for time with that with okay. specific thing. So if you'll show up, we'll be, we'll appreciate it. Any other questions that I could answer for you? I don't think so. Not right now. You've been fantastic. Thank you so much. We'll see you at 212. Sounds good. We'll see you then. All right. Okay. The Olympic judges have to bring up their numbers now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, would be remiss, I would be remiss to say what would make it a 10, Connor, because I'm always trying to get feedback. Yeah, I know. And, uh, be, be, you know, because... We're not perfect. Oh, wait a minute. 9.9. Very good. Uh, good (laughs) I'll say the one thing that I think that could have made it better is I never asked people, I never asked them, what makes you think you need? And because I feel like it can put somebody on the defense. So instead I ask about the symptoms. So when somebody says to me, well, what makes you think you need breaks? My initial thought is what makes you think I don't? And so I, but that's just because, you know, I think about it from like, you're a guy, I'm a girl, and now you're questioning me, right? You're questioning if I know what I'm talking about. And so instead I'll say, you know, what sort of symptoms are you experiencing? And when I ask about the symptoms, it now actually helps me because instead of referring back to you needing breaks, Mm -hmm. I'm going to refer to correcting your symptom instead of fixing your breaks. So I think it does two things. It makes sure that I don't, you know, like offend anybody, but then it also uncovers the symptoms so that we can now um, fix your symptom. I like it. So I I do. I enjoy that. So there's two things. One, on the on the East Coast, we're not so offended. (laughs) (laughs) We are we are a sensitive group over here. You know, it's so funny. I, I think about this subject all the time about men and women and women thinking this or that. I'm like, man, I thought we were past that. Like, let's just let's just agree that we're cool and we're the like we're we're pretty much the same, except for yeah, the longer hair and and you know maybe deeper voices. But here's the thing, and I agree with you. I tell people not to say why do you think, but what or how, because why always. Uh, seeks to blame, but what and how doesn't. So I think that's fantastic. Like, and I think that that's good feedback and I'm going to, I'm going to write that down and I'm going to start to figure out like, does that flow? And I'd love to change. Change is the best thing ever. And Carm, we just did a podcast on that. Yes, we did. It hasn't been released yet. Another plug. I'm not even sure I could release it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was pretty um it was pretty fiery it was intense it. yeah we were at ate and it was uh, it was great um so keith uh, what'd you think of barry and uh, lauren i i would hire either one of them tomorrow <laughs> I've, I've actually offered with barry i've known him for years so uh <laughs> he's, he's, he's shot me some offers and i'm like keith look man i love you it's not that much. Move to Iowa because my Kentucky, my, my Kentucky brethren, basketball would not go well. <laughs> Lauren, uh, as a, as a customer, and, and you were you know exposed to you know what Barry was doing as the service advisor. How, mm-hmm. how were you feeling? As a customer, I mean, I I, I felt fine. Um, I remember you know before I was in the industry, I I you didn't know what questions to ask. I mean, the only thing you really knew to ask was price. Um, so 
having someone guide you towards the right direction is it's always very helpful. And I try to do that with my customers as well because they call and say, well, how much? It's like, okay, well, I can give you a price, but do you know what kind of warranty other shops are offering? Do you know what kind of benefits they're offering? So Lauren, you know, I want you to hear the, the, the would you be surprised? It could be 10 to 15 different things. So I have two questions that I asked overall and mm-hmm. I'm going to training mode, but two questions. Would you, would you be surprised to know it could be 10 to 15? So if they haven't had it diagnosed, I mm-hmm. go that one. Because if it could be 10 to 15 different things, you're not going to ask for 10 to 15 different prices. She's not going to ask. <laughs> right. So I teach the Socratic method, Socrates. Like you wouldn't think a, an old country boy from Kentucky would know about Socrates and all those good things. But I do. And so then if they have had it diagnosed, I ask a second question. I try to keep things very simple because I'm a simple guy. So would you be surprised to know that it could be 70, 70% of what we see that comes in here is either misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed. And then they, they and, and then I asked, does that make sense? Because that, does that make sense as a say yes question? It gets a yes, no matter what mm-hmm. I was in algebra and my <laughs> algebra teacher said, Hey, you, does that make sense? And I'm like, I didn't have a clue. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So <laughs> you don't want to say no. <laughs> you say yes question. And then as soon as you say yes, you have de facto agreed to an appointment, whether you know it or not. Because if mm-hmm. it makes sense, the next step is, hey, when's good for you? And if you noticed, I gave you that choice close as soon as you said yes to that. Mm-hmm. So, method, question, question, question. It all makes sense. Boom. You can Now you can ask for the appointment. You were, Lauren, uh, very comfortable with Barry, it seemed. I mean, he actually got you to, to make that commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, did you learn anything from that at all? Let's see. I think, well, I was actually just in one of Barry's classes at ATE. So um, some of what he used, I I picked up and I actually wrote down because I want to implement it here. Um, So it's, there's that. Um, But I know the one thing that I, I, I did learn from it is asking the question, do you know that this could be 10 to 15 things causing that issue? So that's another really good question that, you know, will really help the customers stop and think maybe it might not just be my brakes. It might be something else. Barry, uh, even though you're uh, a country boy, uh, that's a Socratic question thing. I just encourage anyone to go to the web, go, go to Google and type in Socratic questions and um, Socrates. Yes. <laughs> when I first learned it, I said, what the heck is that? Oh, Socrates. It's, it's, it's very good. And it really helps in all areas of leadership and business. And uh, you learn to ask a lot more questions. And that's what I do for a living, by the way. Ask questions. You know, one of my heroes, Ron Haugen, is where I got the 70%. One. Another plug? My God. <laughs> Can we get him off of the show? <laughs> Haugen's awesome. So you got to give credit where credit's due. When you, he told me he measured it for two years, and 70% of the time when you give a price over the phone, you're inadvertently lying to the customer. 80% yeah. of the time, it's more expensive. Yeah. Well, look at uh, thank you, Barry. I'm going to leave you right where you are. You can hang out as we kind of bring this to a conclusion. Um, I, I've got to give my my panel here the last word and and any advice they wanted to give to the industry. By the way, this was so much fun and impromptu thing. And Lauren, you were a great sport uh, to to do this and, and to you know to to be our customer. And Barry, you barged in, man. I don't know why I had a weak moment there. I, I let you I let you into my format here. Oh God! It was the southern charm. Yeah, probably. 
I like, love how can you woman. hear the Southern charm over a chat? Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I like to call them Barryisms myself. Yeah, <laughs> but we will go. We will go around the room. Uh, uh, Keith, uh, Keith, Lauren, and then Rena. Will I'll give you guys the last word as you all started with me in the beginning. And we put Barry in the middle. Keith, um, so uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. I got to do this. You need to do this. Everybody needs to do this. There is no other choice. I mean, your choice is you lose customers every day. You offer subpar service or you do this to get better and, and give your customers what they need. Take care of them. If you don't, they're going down the road to somebody else. Look, we got to look at it from a learning perspective more than anything, right? Yes, yes, exactly. We can all get better. No matter what we're doing, we can all get better. We have to work hard at it. And this is just one of them steps. Walk back to four years ago when you just started and you started to listen to those initial calls. Did you have an outer body experience about how much revenue you were losing? Yes. And it's happened time and time again over the years. So every time you get a different advisor, new advisor, and they're not used to the methods, it happens. So anyone for their business plan this year, I would cross off something that will not work and add call recording to the top of the list. Yes. Got it. Lauren. I'm on on board. I mean, I think honestly, it's one of the most, if not the most itself valuable training tool that I have, um, especially because it's all with regards to the customer. You need that customer to make your business succeed. And with these recorded phone calls, you really learn how to be your better self and how to just keep improving, how to get that customer in, how to make that sale, how to make them happy. Um, so I'm, I couldn't be more grateful that, you know, I, I met Rena and that I've started listening to these phone calls because uh, it's really helped me and it, it continues to help. Thank you so much. Rena. I'll give you the last word and then I have a final. Don't make assumptions any longer. If you have it recorded, you now have proof. And so one of the things that I hear shop owners do is they try, or managers, they have their service advisor on the phone and they're hearing one side of the conversation and they're trying to correct the advisor. And that's number one, distracting for the advisor, but number two, you can't hear the other side of the story. So don't make assumptions any longer. Hear exactly what's happening. Um, it helps actually uncover some marketing um, you know, like, are, are, do you have good marketing, some insight into your marketing when you're hearing recorded calls? So absolutely listen to your recorded calls, be open-minded to it. And if you don't have recording, get it. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> so here's my final word. I've been thinking about role plays as part of maybe an occasional quarterly town hall academy. And uh, I just had my eyes open to how it would work. And so thank you, Barry, for coming in and making this happen. Uh, we actually, we were going to do a role play before you even came in, Bear, but I had a weak moment there. I had a weak moment. So uh, I want to thank Rena Renabaum, Keith Williamson, and Lauren Giver to uh, for us. And in our late last, uh, last entry, Barry Barrett, for being here to talk <laughs> All about how to get value from recorded service calls. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. <laughs>